Hey, welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are so pumped that you're tuning into this podcast. It has been designed for people just like you. We want to do life with you, share our wins, our defeats, our ups and our downs in hopes that you'll grow closer to God and to the people that you love in your life. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast. What's up, online family? Thank you so much for tuning in to Doing Life with Ken Ken and Tabitha. Tabitha. We are pumped that you're here. And today, we want to hit on something that's really a tough topic to talk about, Mm. but we need to talk about it. Absolutely. We need to talk about it. And we are framing this or entitling today, Stopping Suicide. Suicide is something that really has been a problem for ages, ever since sin entered the world. And I know we both have been really affected personally and closely by suicide. And we kind of wanted to do this. This is really raw. There was no plans for this talk. It was just like, you know what? We need to talk about it. We want to help somebody. And I don't know if this is going to be who it's specifically going to be for. My hope is someone who's been dealing with suicidal Mm -hmm. thoughts. We're going to help you. Somebody who might have lost a loved one to suicide. We want to help Mm -hmm. you to someone who is dealing with someone that they know dealing with suicide. This is a show that you can share with them. And this will be a lifeline. Absolutely. And so I don't know. You want to start off? Yeah, um, I will start off just by sharing my story uh-huh. of overcoming suicidal thoughts. Uh-huh. Um, I was uh, depressed for 12 years of my life. I was uh-huh. diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety disorder because I had been some, through some things in my past, like um, sexual abuse, physical abuse, verbal abuse, domestic violence, alcoholism, things like that. And it really marked me. And as a young adult, I had a hard time overcoming. It mm-hmm. spoke to my identity. Mm-hmm. It told me that I should be ashamed of who I I was Mm -hmm. and what happened to me. It said that it was my fault, Mm -hmm. that I wasn't worthy to be loved, that Mm -hmm. I wasn't worthy of anything good. Mm -hmm. And so I had a hard time um, seeing myself with a future. And I got into college and I did this thing where I had these cyclical, um, these cycles where I would be depressed Mm -hmm. and totally down, drop out of college, Mm -hmm. um, quit my job, and then um, somehow just get it together and Mm -hmm. go back and roll back in school and do good in my classes and get a job and everything would be great and my friends were great and then all of a sudden I'd be going down again and depressed again and in this spiral so I would hit these cycles in life and um, I started to get suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. I started to now was it all the time um, it wasn't all the time and was it but when it came was it strong and how did it feel um, to me I I think that I began to in the beginning it was just like suggestions or Mm -hmm. thoughts Mm -hmm. if I did this honestly um, for me and where I was, it was almost a cry for help mm-hmm. that I would, if I suggested this, mm-hmm. maybe if I just told someone, then they would see how messed up I am. Mm-hmm. Then they would see how like how bad I'm hurting mm-hmm. and maybe I could help myself. You know what the crazy thing is, is that when you were going through this, mm-hmm. you looked so put together on the outside. Oh, yeah. Beautiful on the outside. Um, the life of the party. You've always been a smiley person. Mm -hmm. I love the way that you smile. Mm -hmm. And it always seems like you have this inner joy. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that bears witness with a lot of people, whether Mm -hmm. it's on social media. You know, here recently we had someone who was um, very well known who Uh took their own life. And we're seeing people take their own life, even though they are um, they're successful, successful and popular on Mm -hmm. social media. I'm bringing joy to millions of people. Mm -hmm. And then there are some people who nobody knows them at all who are dealing with the same thing. Right. And I don't think the devil is playing fair. And we need to we need to pull the rug out from under him so we can stop, put a stop to some of this. But for you, 
Um, so, so what was that like? What was the feelings like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, it started out with just some thoughts and uh-huh. then just like, uh, maybe suggesting it for a, a, a cry for help. Okay. And then it started to be, uh, where it got darker uh-huh. to where I would contemplate, well, what would the world be like without me? Uh-huh. Would anyone know if I was gone? I would, I wouldn't know. I mean, think about all of the things that we've been able to accomplish and Satan wanted to take your life Absolutely. many years ago before we even was able to produce we this. Were, yeah. And but I, think I couldn't of, see my future. But I think people need to hear mm-hmm. that, that their future is brighter, mm-hmm. that God does have a plan. Mm-hmm. They just can't see it right now. Absolutely. And that's where you are. And that's what changed my life though. Uh-huh. The, the, the fact that I had hope for a future. Okay. And so I was, um, yeah, I started to play with these thoughts like, well, what would it look like without me? Uh-huh. And would anybody notice? Would anyone care? Because at the time I wasn't looking into my future with my children and my husband and all the people that I would influence in merit in ministry. Uh-huh. Um, I was seeing the present in a shameful person, yeah. a person who was broken, used and abused, uh-huh. um, mistreated. Uh-huh. And I didn't know how to overcome. So I looked around and said, well, you know, my family wouldn't care if I was gone. I'm not uh-huh. making a difference there. Uh-huh. My friends would move on. Uh-huh. My world was really small. So uh-huh. it was like, no one would care. Oh, and, and I believe that there are people who are like that, mm-hmm. that they're like, man, I don't have anything and I'm nothing. And maybe that's how they view themselves, which mm-hmm. is not true, by the mm-hmm. way, because you are a creation of God and you have great potential. Mm-hmm. But what about the person like the people that we're seeing who are famous? They have money. They have success. They even have a marriage and they have kids, mm-hmm. but they still want to take their life. Like, yeah. why is that in your opinion? You know, I think, in my opinion, it's different things for different people. Uh-huh. Um, in my experience, it was that I, let me rephrase it. So in my opinion, I think for a lot of people, especially like successful people, because you think they have the world, um, I think they f- genuinely feel like the world would be better mm-hmm. If I weren't in it. So even if they're married, even if they have kids, Uh the lie is that you are so um, despicable. You are so shameful. You are so unlovely, so unworthy that your family and your loved ones Mm. would be better if you weren't a part of their lives. Okay. Okay. Or it could be for those who are very successful. Yeah. Um, like me, I'm a type three on the Enneagram, which means that I'm an achiever. Mm-hmm. And so I love it when I close the deal, start the new campus, build the church, make the money. Mm-hmm. And some people who are like me, who are achievers and drivers, they find out that there's still no fulfillment when they achieve those things. Mm. They win the Super Bowl. They win the World Series. They win the championship. They get married. They have the kids, but they still don't have peace. They mm-hmm. still don't have joy. And so for you, it would be brokenness. For me, it yes. would probably be emptiness. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I've dealt with suicidal thoughts before, and I don't know if I've even talked about them a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I never um, have been diagnosed depressed, but I went through a season as a pastor in ministry where I felt like my world was being stripped away from me. And I remember that. I felt so deep uh, betrayal. Mm-hmm. I felt like God said this, but I was only getting that. Mm-hmm. And um, I was probably dealing with depression and wouldn't even have labeled it depression. I think that you would probably. Yes. Uh-huh. And can you just tell me from your perspective? Yeah. What was that season like for me? Um, for me, because I knew what depression was and yeah. I had been through it. And I know it wasn't like some, you know, a very deep, you know, mm-hmm. depression that you weren't going to get out of. But uh-huh. I knew that you were in a state of depression uh-huh. because months had gone by uh-huh. and you just weren't your usual self. You mm-hmm. weren't having fun. You were work, 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 work. And you would 
you know, you would prepare your messages and, you know, you did, you know, everything that you were supposed to be doing, like, you know, being a good father and being a wife, but just the fun wasn't there. The, the light in your there. eye the wasn't, there. wasn't there. Yeah. The, the passion wasn't there. And if you were to ask me why I felt like there was so much in ministry and life that was unexpected mm-hmm. and it was more difficult than I ever thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And with that, um, I think I want to give the answer very quickly before we go on because yeah. there's a devil loose. Absolutely. And John 10, 10 says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And there are so many people that are living a natural life, but they don't understand that they have a spiritual enemy. Mm-hmm. And he will use every lie and every tool in his arsenal to make sure that he snuffs out a life, yes. whether it be abortion or whether it be suicide. He's doing everything that he can to steal, kill, and destroy. So the lies would come to me specifically when I was sleeping. I would wake up in the morning and I would see myself with a gun to my head Mm. all the time. Like I'm talking about for weeks on weeks on months on months. Mm. I just have a vision with a gun and I don't even own a gun. And you know that's the enemy. I don't even own a gun. Yeah. Um, At that point, I had never shot a gun. Now Mm -hmm. I went hunting with these Louisiana people, praise (laughs) God. And I done shot some quail. God bless the quail RIP. But for me at that point, I knew that those thoughts were coming from the devil. Mm -hmm. I knew that he wanted to kill me before I begun, before we could have this podcast, before we could build this church, before we could do the things. And while I was in the valley of the shadow of death, he wanted to kill me right there. And I think it's important for people to realize that the reason that Satan is trying to snuff you out is because of the greatness that is on the inside Mm -hmm. of you. And you have to continue to move Mm -hmm. forward. Like you will get through whatever hard season that you're in. And I remember that I had to go through counseling. I had to go through therapy and then I had to use the authority that God had given me to take authority over the thoughts that are in my mind. Absolutely. And I cast that down day after day after day. And they would just keep coming. Gun, 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 throat, gun, head, gun. Yeah. And I just have to rebuke that because like you're saying, you know, that's from the devil. Absolutely. You know, that's from the enemy. And why do you say that? Um, Because (laughs) there's... it, it's almost like the temptation, uh-huh. you know, that the, it's, it's how the Bible talks about how Jesus was tempted in the desert. Uh-huh. The devil took him up to a high mountain and he said, throw yourself down. Yeah. Um, the word says that angels, you know, command angels to come after you and keep you. And it's like, you know, this was the devil's attempt. He did it to Jesus. Yeah. He tempted Jesus with suicide. Yeah. Well, just throw yourself Ooh. down from here. You know, so it's just like it, mm-hmm. the, the enemy does that. He's mm-hmm. throwing you the picture. It's just like if he can if he can get you to see it. He mm-hmm. can get you to believe it. So you know what I hear? We have to normalize those thoughts. Yes. And so I think sometimes when people are having thoughts of suicide, they think that there's something wrong with them. They're the only one. That they're the only one. Mm-hmm. And I would almost say that a majority of people are having thoughts with suicide because there is a devil loose mm-hmm. this side of heaven. And he's doing the same things that he's always done. But you know, the difference between us and maybe another person mm-hmm. is that we know that there is a devil loose. Right. And there are some people that don't believe in God. They don't right. know who God is. And if they don't know who God is, they definitely don't understand the adversary mm-hmm. or the weapons of his warfare. Yeah. And I think that we wanted to do this podcast and this show just to let you know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. There is spiritual wickedness in high places. There is the Satan who by definition is an adversary and also a liar. And his job is to make a lie look like the truth and the truth look like the lie. And I know that there are so many people out here that they are angry at God. They are mad at God. They are bitter towards God, but you can't do this without God. Okay. And I think it's important that 
we understand that truth because Jesus is the only one that helped us move from depression. Now you've been healed for 20 years. Yes. You got yes. healed from 12 years of depression, mm-hmm. anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Do you still deal with suicidal thoughts at all? Um, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't deal with suicidal thoughts. And, you know, different people get healed uh-huh. in different ways. Uh-huh. For me, you know, you overcame suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. by, you know, applying the word of God. Applying and just the word, taking prayer, authority, casting them down, going through counseling. You know. Yeah. Um, and now they're kind of a joke to me. Like, I mean, I might have one. <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah. You know, but it's not but you nothing. you can recognize it. it. It felt so real mm-hmm. and it felt so strong mm-hmm. at one point. But I knew it was a lie. Yeah. I still knew. It, it wasn't like I was looking for a gun. I absolutely. knew it. I knew it. But I was like down in the dumps, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was down in the dumps mm-hmm. and I needed help to get out. Wow. You know? But, I mean, this is important to us, and I know it's important to some of you all. We want to really talk to your family. I mean, if you're a person who's lost a loved one through suicide, we want you to know that you're not alone, that God's hand is still on you. He still loves you. There's still people. We need you here. Um, Maybe you lost a father. Maybe you lost a husband. Um, We believe that God is a God who restores and that somehow he can take what the devil has meant for evil and get good. Um, It's good to grieve. It's good to go through the pain and walk through the steps. You need counseling. You need a community, and it's okay. But this is a topic that's very close to us. I know it's a topic for you because you lost your brother Yes. Um, through through suicide. Can yes. you just talk about that for a moment? Um, <laughs> my younger brother, he uh-huh. is actually 16 years younger than me, so he mm-hmm. was maybe 23 um, mm-hmm. whenever he died by suicide. And um, it was a shocker to our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he had had some mental um sh- mental health uh, issues in the past, some struggles and things like that, Mm -hmm. but nothing, he didn't give any clues of suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was just really tragic. He had a wife and a son and um, just one day he planned out everything meticulously, Mm -hmm. um, walked to the woods and shot himself. And um, it was uh, horrible for our family. And for us, we were in church. We were actually Mm -hmm. about to preach and we get this call before we're going up to about to preach and um, we're praying because they couldn't find him and we're praying because there was a search team in the woods and And, helicopters um, flying and and, um, mm -hmm. comes back that he took his life. And um, what would you want someone to learn from that story? Mm -hmm. Maybe there's somebody who's watching and they've been considering the same or maybe they lost someone the same. Mm-hmm. What would you want somebody to know from that story? If you had an opportunity to talk to your brother, what would that conversation sound oh, like? Man. What would you want him to know? Mm-hmm. I would want him to know that, first of all, he's not alone. Mm-hmm that I've had those thoughts before mm-hmm. and um, I've overcome them and he can too. Yeah. Um, and um, so I would want him to know that I would want him to know that he's loved and that he's important yeah. um, and that he's a value yeah. to the people around him, that he's a value to his wife and he's a value to his children. Mm-hmm. I believe he thought that they would be better off without him. He, he actually wrote a letter mm-hmm. And he thought that everyone would be better off without him. And I would do my best to convince him Mm -hmm. that he is, that we're actually worse off without him, Mm -hmm. that now his, his children have to live, Mm -hmm. um, you know, knowing, you know, that That they don't have a dad. He just doesn't have, that he doesn't have a dad. And I think we need to keep it real that we are worse off without you. Your family is worse off without you. Your friends are worse off without you. This world is worse off without you. We call that a lie. 
it seems like a truth, but it's not true. It's not true. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I would tell them, no, we need you that you're, you're so valuable and Uh we will do anything to help you. Yeah. Like we, that life is better. Um, if you can just press through this moment and, um, I guess I would say to the loved ones, you know, my first question wasn't, I mean, your question to, Uh to, to myself was, you know, God, how, how did I let this happen? Why didn't we see this? What could I have done more? Maybe if I reached out to him more, maybe if I called him more, maybe if I spent more time with him, maybe if I visited him more, like just raking myself through the coals of like, what could I have done to stop this? And really, I would say that this is, I mean, honestly, it's, it's not on you. It's not your responsibility. Free yourself from the guilt, um, the shame, the, the pain of it all. You are not responsible for this. If you could have done anything, if you had one inkling that this would have happened, if I knew that he was planning on doing right. that, I would have, I would have ran by foot from Florida to Pennsylvania right. to stop this from happening. Um, right. But we just don't know. So I would say to forgive yourself and allow God to come in and heal your heart and um, not to be so hard on yourself about that because it is a mystery in some cases and why people do yeah, that. For me, it just doesn't have to be though. It doesn't have to be. The heart behind the I'm on podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids. Well, you can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, It brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. And that's the thing, you know, um, you know, we have a like I said, there's a popular person who just um, took their life and the things that I'm seeing on social media it's, it's great. I mean, it's so much warmth and we're praying for your family and we're here for your kids. And we are, we're here for your kids and your wife and, and all of that and RIP and you're going to be missed and all that. But nobody's saying there's a devil loose. Yeah. Nobody's saying that there's this an is enemy warfare. Of your soul. Nobody's telling people that you need Jesus more mm-hmm. than you need to breathe. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm so concerned with this antichrist society that is like, you know what? Let's get more followers. Let's get more likes. Let's show the world how great we are. But on the inside, there's a hole in our soul that only Mm -hmm. Jesus can fill. Mm -hmm. And there is such an anger with Mm -hmm. people towards the church and towards Mm -hmm. Jesus and towards the Bible, Mm -hmm. which is the foundation of all sin. Mm -hmm. It is mankind thinking that they can do better without God. Mm -hmm. Number one. Number two, just like when Satan came to Eve, did God say, did God say you can't live like this? Did God say he would do this? Did God say? And there is so much questioning the character of God. I just feel like we need humility again and just people to rise up and say, I cannot be married without you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I cannot live my life in a godless way in Mm -hmm. a, in a culture in a antichrist culture that is saying I can do me only to find that me at the end of the day still isn't worth anything. And so I don't need the money. I don't need the fame. I don't need the fortune. I don't need the followers. I don't need anything on social media. If I don't have my maker, Mm -hmm. the one that gives me life, gives me joy and give me peace. Mm -hmm. And so for me, how I was able to overcome 
is simply because we do have access to the joy of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it is not just my joy. Everything else I believe is really manufactured joy mm -hmm. where it's people going to games. Look at me in Dubai. Look at me. I got a new car. But at the end of the day, they still know that that's not Absolutely. fulfilling. The joy that everyone the is looking for Lord. comes from Jesus, who is our joy. Mm -hmm. And it is a joy that only he can give. Mm -hmm. Other people might seem happy, might even act happy. You might even think that you're happy. You don't even understand the fullness of the joy that you can get from God. It's not saying that you're not going to have difficulties and you're not going to have loss, but doing life with God is a lot better than doing it without God. Well, a lot of people have a misunderstanding about God uh -huh. and a misunderstanding about religion. So they've seen their aunt and their uncle, or they've been a part of maybe a church that let them down, or they've seen sin. They've seen something happen that was like corruption. Mm -hmm. within religion and the gospel and they've allowed that to say well if that's God I don't want him but that's only that's one perspective that's, that's you know it's no it's just one little inkling you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. that's like if I went through and I had a bad gas station I don't just not ever go get gas if I go to, to a bad grocery store, I don't never not go to a grocery store right. again. I went to a bad church. Yeah. You know, honestly, I know thousands of pastors around the world, mm -hmm. India, Africa, Australia. I don't know one personally that I think is doing something corrupt yeah. with money, with children. I know thousands. Yeah. But the one you do know, the Mr. Popular Man, they'll say that that's the example. And yeah. you're using that fallen human being to determine and what kind of relationship you have with God. This is what I want to say to the person who's listening. Maybe you have cast. God aside and you have said no to religion because you're just listening to something negative that happened or something that happened in your life, mm -hmm. I would say to ask God to show you the truth. Very ask simple. God to show you and he more will. and he will. That. It's we that, that easy. You we don't have that. to, we don't have to convince you. Just yeah. ask God and he shows up. Yeah. Here's the thing. We don't want you to lose your life. We don't want, I'm not lose your life. We don't want your life to be stolen from you and your calling to be stolen, and your destiny and your purpose to be stolen. Not just you, but your family and your children and your grandchildren and your mother and your father. And Satan is doing everything that he can in our current information age to give us tons of misinformation, to cause us to believe one thing or cause us to approach things in a certain way. It's almost like it's almost hard to talk about because we don't want to offend this person with truth, but it's only truth that'll make us free. It's the truth that and if you haven't heard anything, I think what I would want you to hear, um, you know, I want you to feel the love of God, but I would want you to hear that we are in a spiritual battle. Yes. That there is an enemy of your soul, and his name is defined as Satan. He used to be called Lucifer. All right. He is the enemy of God and he's the enemy towards people because we've been made in the image and likeness of God. And he takes his hate out on us because of our relationship to God and what we mean to him. He is a liar. He is an adversary. He is a thief. He is a corrupter. He is a murderer. And he would love for you to believe everything that comes in your mind. And we can find truth from the word of God. You need a good church. You need a relationship with God. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to be able to discern mm -hmm. what's right and what's wrong. And I believe with all my heart that if you can just share this message with people, that your best days are still out in front of you. Mm -hmm. I know that you have pain today, but God can use that pain to mm -hmm. push you into, into great promises. Just don't throw in the towel. Don't yeah. throw in the towel. And there's, I, I want to say this because this is what, what made me overcome suicidal thoughts, uh -huh. salvation. 
I got saved. I was actually in my apartment one day, depressed with the covers over my head. It was dark and there was a knock at my door. I opened the door and there are three men there with a Bible and they told me about Jesus. And I prayed the prayer of salvation. I accepted Jesus into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. And I will never forget it. I remember it was like like it was yesterday, but they invited me to go to church the next day. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, great, I'm going to church. So I remember closing the door and I went back into my apartment. I remember opening up the blind and cleaning up my apartment and being excited because I was going to go to church the next day. Now, this was significant to me because from that day Mm -hmm. that I accepted salvation, Mm -hmm. I never had another suicidal thought. Mm. I still had to work out depression, Mm -hmm. but suicide, that spirit of suicide left me forever. And here's why I believe it happened Mm -hmm. is because at salvation, I received this love. I was just like, okay, Jesus loves me. Mm -hmm. And before I said this prayer and before they told me that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, before, like minutes before, I felt unloved. Mm -hmm. I felt like I don't know if one person in this world cares about me. And the fact that I felt so loved, it made me, it just made me feel so happy. And the other thing was that I had a hope. It gave me hope that if there is a God who gave his life for me and loves me so much, then I had hope for the future. Mm. Maybe I do have a future. Maybe I can graduate college. Maybe I can pursue my dreams if there's a God that loves me so much. Those two things, love and hope for the future, chased away every suicide. I want to ask you to pray for people in just a moment, but I want to kind of... um, talk about something that I saw on social media as well. You know, after people saw the death of this person, you know, who was very popular, there were people who were Christians that were commenting and they were saying like, hey, it's the spirit of deception and they were getting real spiritual. And um, the person commented and said, well, it's not that easy when it comes to overcoming depression. Well, it's not that easy. And I want to unpack that for a moment because I know that that's a a popular belief. Well, it's not that easy. You you people just say pray. You people just say trust in Jesus. First off, I'm not you people. Um, I've been walking with God for a while and I've had some valleys and I've had some mountaintops and we have some fruit in our life. Um, But some things with God is that easy. Not everything is that easy, but some things with God is that easy. If you look throughout the Bible, there was a man with a withered hand and Jesus said, stretch forth your hand and he stretched forth. It was that easy. There was somebody who had been demon possessed. He had a legion of demons and he would cut himself and hurt himself. He met Jesus and Jesus delivered him and he had to take up his mat and walk and he went away free. It was that easy. And so we've seen people around the world when Jesus steps in things that are demonic got to go and we command depression to leave you right now anxiety and disorder to leave you right now and suicidal thoughts to leave you right now in the name of Jesus and some people are healed just like that when you receive it by that authority that we take over you Satan we command you to leave leave God's creation alone right now now here's the other part we've been pastors we've been in ministry for 20 years we've ministered around the world and what we've seen is that some people are delivered or manifested that deliverance immediately. Everybody's delivered when you accept Jesus, but that doesn't mean you know how to walk out of the prison door. And for other people, it takes a process, the process of renewing your mind. Mm -hmm. And so you're right, but you're wrong. You're right that it's not that easy, but it could be. Why don't you start believing that it's easy for you like that? All you got to do is say the name and use the name for there's power in the name of Jesus. But at the same time, 
if you are a Christian and you didn't have her experience, maybe you didn't, maybe like she said, she accepted Jesus and she hasn't had another suicidal thought in 20 years. That's crazy because I was born again, spirit filled mm -hmm. and a pastor having suicidal thoughts. And I realized that there are some of you all who are watching this. You're like, man, I love Jesus, but I'm still fighting this depression. Mm -hmm. I want you to know that that same deliverance can manifest itself for you. Don't get down. Don't get discouraged. You just have a, a longer process, but you, it's the same principles. You still have to renew your mind and call on the name of Jesus. But whether it's immediate, whether it's in mo one month, one year or 10 years, we believe where the spirit is of the Lord is there is liberty. It is a promise yes. from God for you to be able to walk heal and to walk whole. Mm -hmm. I want to pray for you. And I'm going to ask Tabitha, um, just to pray. Um, let's do the prayer of salvation mm -hmm. because she got saved when she was 23 years 23. old. And it's very simple. You don't have to be a perfect person to be saved. You just need to surrender your life to Jesus and say, I don't want a religion, but I want a relationship with God. That is your first step towards freedom. Your first step towards stopping suicide stopping depression and everything else. Absolutely. Can you just lead people in that prayer of salvation? Yes. If we're talking to you, just repeat after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father. I need you today. I need you today. I recognize. I recognize. That I can't do this life. I can't do this life. On my own. On my own. Jesus. Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. And in, in fact, I confess my sins. I confess my sins. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. And that's why I need you. And that's why I need you. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my Savior. Forevermore. Forevermore. Amen. Amen. It's that easy. We pray that you experience the supernatural peace of God, the hope of God, the love of God, and the joy of Jesus. It's only a joy that can come from him. This is not the end. It's actually the beginning of a relationship with God. Now begin to read the Bible. You can start over in the book of John. Read like a chapter a day. Find a good church, a church where there's life, a church where there's love. Get plugged in. People are not going to be perfect. They're not going to be perfect. But God's going to use imperfect people because you're one and I'm one to help us grow with each other. Find a good church. Get in the Bible. Get involved, and God's going to take you from one level to a whole nother That's level. Right. We would love to hear from you. If this message, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, do not keep it to yourself. Please share it. We believe that sharing is caring, and caring is sharing. We want to hear from you. Hit the comments below. There's email in our show notes. Actually, we're going to put a lot of stuff in our show notes of different um, people that you can connect with, books that you can read, websites that you can go to so that we can put a stop to suicide. Amen. Um, there's a suicide hotline number that we're going to put on the, on, on the show notes. We want you to use these tools. And we just believe that the rest of your life is going to be the best of your life. And so until the next time, we love you. Thank you so much for doing life with Ken and Tabitha. We'll see you soon. Peace.